Hello, friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 20th day of December. I'm Paul White. I want to thank you for joining me as we begin this final week before Christmas. Exciting time for believers in Christ as we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus, and we will talk about that as we proceed a little deeper into the week. We'll slow down and talk a little bit about that first advent of Christ and not just what it meant then, but what it means even now. And I get so excited to talk about that event. Um, I I think that if we miss those opportunities to talk about, that's kind of low-hanging fruit, you know, for for believers to get to talk about the the birth of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. And so I don't want to miss that opportunity. Speaking of opportunity, I will be ministering in my dad's church this coming Sunday morning. I'll be in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and we start service at 10.30 a.m. at the Southside Poplar Bluff General Baptist Church. The, the address for that is on my Facebook page, Paul White Ministries. It's on our website, paulwhiteministries.com. Um, come check us out. We, of course, record that. I'm very excited about the sermon that I have. It is Christmas-themed, but, I mean, being the day after Christmas, um, we're going to do a little something else with it. Uh, that's all I'll say. We'll record that, put that up so that all of you can enjoy that. Uh, I'm in Genesis 17. We're with Abraham, and here comes the sign of the covenant. What we talked about yesterday was that gap between the Ishmael birth when Abram is 86 and then the Lord appearing to Abram again when he's 99. And God says to him in, in Genesis 17, 1, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And that phrase, Almighty God, is where we, is the, where we get the Hebrew name El Shaddai. You might have heard uh, of the word El Shaddai, or it was a very famous praise course back in the 80s titled El Shaddai. And, and El Shaddai is the Almighty God, just another Hebrew name for God. I don't go over the top in emphasizing the Hebrew names for God in my teaching and preaching. And uh, one of the reasons that I don't um, is... Well, I'll give you a couple of reasons. One, we're not Hebrew, so we're not pronouncing Jesus's name in Hebrew. So then to go into trying to do all these pronunciations of God's name in the Hebrew um, seems a little odd, but I'll leave that alone. Odd's probably too bold of a word, but I'll leave it there. Because um, if you're into that and, and you're into that teaching and that reading and that writing, fine. I'm not against it. I just, I haven't went into that um, as a study. And here's the other reason. This is the bigger reason. Because Jesus came to reveal the Father. And he said in John 17 that he had revealed the Father's name. And yet Jesus doesn't introduce a new way of addressing God in Hebrew terms. So all of the Hebrew names of God that the church works on and tries to filter through, and again, fine, as far as a study is concerned, all of it really only means so much because Jesus doesn't boast that he has revealed a new Hebrew name of God. He boasts that he's revealed the Father's name, and the only name he reveals that they weren't used to calling God is Father. And so it leads me to believe that the the point of bragging in terms of Knowing God and what we know of God should be in knowing God not as Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, uh, Jehovah El Shaddai, or all these other names of God, uh, Adonai, and they're all 
worthy, of course. But if we want to see God the way Jesus showed us God and boasted, to use a, a word I guess is appropriate, boasted that he had done so, is Father. And so celebrate the El Shaddai, celebrate the Almighty God, but, but let's really celebrate Father. I kind of feel like when I, when I think about this in those terms, I kind of feel this way. Jesus, the disciples came back to Jesus after having laid hands on those possessed and sick and they delivered them from demons and they had healed the sick. They come back to Jesus and they're so excited. And Jesus says, I'm excited too. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. In other words, I saw the accuser take a shot because you guys were doing my work. He said, but don't get too excited over that. Get excited rather that your names are written in heaven. And basically, it seems to me that what Jesus is saying is, let the great source of your rejoicing be where it counts the most, not where it doesn't. And so, so you can rejoice over the, the minors, but don't forget the major. The major thing is that you are part of the kingdom, not what you can do with the kingdom. I kind of feel the same way in regards to the names of God. Rejoice if you know the Jehovah Jireh's and the, and the El Shaddai's and the Adonai. Rejoice in Jehovah Nisi. Rejoice if you know those names, but, or be happy rather, but truly rejoice in knowing him as father. And the experience that God's going to take Abraham on is, I'm going to make you a covenant. Abraham falls on his face. He gets a name change. He's about to be, he's about to go from Abram to Abraham. And I'm going to jump ahead and read that from verse five, because there's some work I want to do in two. We'll do it tomorrow. Verse five, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I've made you a father of many nations. It seems to be, and we'll talk about that transition a little more later, but it seems to be as if God begins the process of name change to show us that knowing him requires some form of sacrifice, some form of change. Abram's about to be introduced to his sole role in covenant, physically. And preceding that is a change of name. Famously, Abraham's grandson, Jacob, is going to have probably the Bible's most famous name change, Jacob to Israel. And those are both prescient of the New Testament's most famous name change, Saul to Paul. So that as we enter into a understanding of who we are in Christ, something about us changes. So in this respect, God introduces a new name for himself, El Shaddai, and then introduces a new name for Abram, Abraham. And as we get Jesus introducing us to a new name for God, Father, we move into a new name for ourselves, Saul to Paul. And I, I don't think I'm making too long of a stretch there. As we come into covenantal understanding, we do have something that changes about us. We don't change our name legally. We don't go to the DMV and get a new license with a new name, ask for a new uh, identity. But we do have a change of identity. We do have a change of self. Um, and how do it comes about by just abiding in Christ. Remember, Jesus said to his disciples in John 15 that if you want to bring forth fruit, abide in him. Well, the longer you abide in him, his revelation, who he is, the, the more that fruit begins to show itself in your life. 
All right, we've, we've introduced the name change. I want to introduce the My Covenant passage because this is a particularly important in regards to our understanding of our own covenant. We'll work on this a little bit more tomorrow. See you then. God bless.